better roll. <laughs> like, love it. Like, Ready? Okay. This is Haley, and this is Bailey. You're listening to Unleashed. Welcome back. We are so excited you are here. Haley, I know you're traveling right now. How's it going? Great. Yeah, you might notice I'm not in my normal spot. I am in Colorado right now. It's so cold. I love cozy weather, but at the same time, oh man, I'm just not a fan of being cold. (laughs) You know, do you like being cold? No, I do not like being cold either. But right now I'm in Florida and it's so humid. Right about now, I'd love to be in some cold weather. (laughs) Oh yeah, I noticed that you're in like a tank and I'm in a full-on sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really humid right now. Today's topic is so fun. We're going to be talking more about things we've learned from being a dog parent. I think we have a lot of things we've learned. I mean, we're both in our 20s. How old were you, Bailey, when you got Hudson? I was 21 and it was a spontaneous decision, but I'm so happy with my decision. But I was definitely young for getting a dog. I know. I was 20 and I had just been married too. And I was like, holy cow, knowing what I know now, looking back at what I would be going through, no regrets, no changes, but wow, it's it definitely teaches you responsibility for sure. I learned so much very quickly when I got Hudson and especially because it was such a spontaneous decision, I don't think I realized, you know, how much I was about to take on, but I learned quickly how to do it and I loved every second of it. At the time, I was in college studying to be a preschool teacher and I was a babysitter. So, you know, he just kind of jumped into that lifestyle, but you don't always realize. I think when you have animals growing up, your parents help you so much and you don't realize how much real responsibility comes with it. It's very true. And I think that I wish more people knew about that. I was researching a topic the other day, and I know that a lot of people will, for like the holidays and stuff, will get dogs as presents. And not to say I don't think that's okay. I just hope that they're more aware of what they're getting themselves into because it teaches you a lot. And I think it can help grow into, if you're looking to expand into like having a family, I personally think that it's prepared me a ton for having a family in the future. What about you? Are you wanting to have a family in the future? Yes, I definitely do. And I think it's prepared me so much. I mean, I am not, you know, a mom yet, but I babysat and I was a preschool teacher. But at the end of the day, I did get to, you know, walk away and go home. And having Hudson gave me that responsibility that I needed to go home to something and not just leave him all day or, you know, there's an added responsibility that, yeah. that I've learned so much about. It's so true. I was I remember when we first got Olive and my family wanted to go to the movies and they wanted to go out to dinner and they wanted to like play games and I was like okay well I can like go to dinner and maybe the movie just depends but I, I do have to go you know go back home Olive will be home alone for a while and they weren't really used to that because I mean we grew up with dogs but it had been a while since they had been reintroduced to the family and it took some time to adjust and it's those little things that like you don't realize you do have to, you know, sacrifice because you don't want them being alone. At least the breed I have, they're so clingy. Is Hudson clingy? <laughs> He's super clingy. And I think, you know, responsibility is just one of the things that it teaches you. And I think, you know, it's so great to learn all those things before stepping into that next phase. At least for me, I'm so happy that I decided to take this step before starting a family because I feel like it's a baby step into that. When you look at the grand scheme of things with getting Hudson and now and traveling with the RV, what do you think would be one of the biggest takeaways about having a dog 
in, in your 20s? I mean, it doesn't have to be in your 20s, Esther. Just in general, what's been the biggest, like, res- was with the responsibility of it, what was, like, the biggest surprise? I think it would be how much I had to learn how to advocate for him. I think that was one of the biggest things I feel like I learned because I was still learning how to advocate for myself. I was still young. I just, you know, was just learning how to live on my own without my parents. And I was learning how to do things and stand up for myself. But now I have Hudson and I'm learning to do that for him also. So I think it taught me a lot. What do you think you learned the most? I totally agree. Being an advocate when you're in your early 20s, like for me, like some people just naturally are good at, you know, being outspoken and standing up for themselves. But I was pretty reserved and having an opinion wasn't really something I would do. I just kind of like fall in between the lines, just kind of be neutral on a lot of stuff. But I realized that when you're dealing with the life of, you know, an animal, it's not the same. You have to actually have an opinion on things. You have to be an advocate for them. And that was really hard. It kind of was a little intimidating for me at first. I'm definitely the same way. I did not stand up for myself. I wasn't really outspoken. I was pretty quiet. So I think when Hudson went through his spinal surgery and I had to stand up to vets and stand up to different people, it was really hard. And I feel like I wasn't taken seriously. And it took a while, you know, to really figure out how to do it the correct way. So people heard me also. Especially when it comes to like health related topics, I got, I started to be able to kind of be a little more strong on it just because it was affecting that affects their life long term and finding I mean I heard this quote recently it was actually from the Kardashians <laughs> that if someone's telling you no you're not talking to the right person and that was one thing I had to really learn that through researching and just going until I knew I could fight like something was wrong like Olive was having health and problems with her food and it was just really complicated and I just could not figure out what was going on and it wasn't until I finally was able, like, someone was telling me, like, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Like, she's fine. Like, feed her this. And I'm like, she doesn't like that. Like, she's having problems. And finally, I was able to find someone who was willing to help, brand test, and was like, almost like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm so glad I didn't give up. But, like, I think if I had done that maybe from a different time in my life or hadn't had that p- course of action or that path for me, I don't know if I would have necessarily been able to do that just because I get so scared. I don't want people to be mad at me. I don't want people to think I'm judging them. I don't like confrontation. And that was really hard. I think that that definitely taught me to kind of be able to stand up for myself, like you said. And I think one of the hardest parts about that is when you're going to vets or, you know, they're specializing in, you know, animals. So you feel like they would know. And when they turn you away, you're like, really? Like nothing's wrong. And the same thing happened with Hudson for his spine. I went to vet after vet and they were like, "Mm, nothing's wrong. And I was like, no, something's wrong. And then it turned into, oh, it's his brain. And I was like, it's not his brain because you can tell he's acting normal. He's just in pain. And it took me so many different vets to finally find somebody that would, you know, really dive into it and figure out what was wrong with him. But that doesn't mean, you know, any of the other ones weren't doing their job. I just think, you know, maybe it was missed because it was the timing of it. Oh, yeah. And I think that's really unfortunate nowadays that we have to kind of almost feel like we have to kind of cater ourselves to certain, like, I don't know, specialties. And I just feel like that... No, it's like just because some person doesn't understand this topic doesn't mean that someone else can't help. And 
that's why they have like cardiologists. They have, you know, people for kidneys and they just have different areas. And like, just because someone doesn't understand one topic doesn't mean that they're not good at it. It just means that, okay, well, they're not able to help me in the ways I thought they could. And through being able to research these things and taking it to the next level really kind of taught me for my own health even like, oh, well, maybe this isn't the best option for me. Or maybe this isn't the best option for us. Like, it really taught me to be able to kind of expand my brain a little bit and the opportunities that were being presented. I think something that I really learned too during the time was getting different opinions. So, you know, getting multiple opinions so you can make your own decision for the next step. So for us, we went to multiple different vets and got multiple different opinions before finally finding a specialist to talk to and make our final decision on Hudson spinal surgery because I didn't want to just jump into surgery if that's not what he needed. But I wanted to make sure I had weighed out all my options before we jumped into that. What's kind of funny, what popped into my head when you were saying that is, so I also believe that, you know, life has a certain course and everything happens for a reason, whether that's like, you know, emotionally or like just something that's going on in your own life. But for me, it's kind of stacked on like the information and knowledge and things I've learned have added up. Like my mom was teaching me about some vitamins and magnesium. I was really like needing more magnesium. And she's like, just be careful because magnesium can have laxative effects. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> and, and then like fast forward a couple of years later, Olive was when we, we ran some analysis tests on her and did blood work and checked her mineral levels and magnesium was really low for her. And I was like, oh my gosh, like that explains a lot of stuff. And they were like, okay, her vet was like, okay, well, let's give her some magnesium. Let's start increasing that. So we gave her some magnesium and I was writing everything down and she started having diarrhea. And I was like, oh my gosh, why is she having diarrhea? Like what's going on? And we were doing like a lot of things like at once. I know you're supposed to like slowly like introduce things to them, but it wasn't like crazy. So I was like, okay, it could be this. And as I was looking back, I was like, wait a minute. This started around the time she had magnesium. I remember like my mom telling me that magnesium has laxative effects. So we stopped it and I remember, and then it was fine. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's just the magnesium. Hello. And I was like, those things that you just like learn over time. I think that's kind of just how life is in general. You learn things and you apply them later on, but it, it paid off for me and my dog because I was, that was just something that happened. I was like, okay, cool. I love that you step back and really look at the big picture because I think it's hard sometimes to do that. And I think, you know, just being able to talk even on this podcast, you never know if talking about this could open up a different door for somebody else and they could learn something that could help their dog. Because I feel like I got that message a lot when I was sharing about Hudson's back and his back is obviously, you know, a really big topic for us because that was such a big part in his life. But I also realized that sharing even the littlest things might help somebody else because it's hard to do all that research and always pinpoint exactly what it might be. Oh, I totally agree. And one thing that I definitely think was really important, I'm really glad that at least I did for Olive was being able to ensure that she had the best care possible. And that kind of taught me to think beyond myself and go with my gut and like trust my intuition. Because before I always questioned everything I did, I second guess. I mean, still to this day, I kind of do. But when it comes to Olive, I, I'm way more confident on it compared to when I was when I was younger. I mean, yes, I'm still in my 20s. And I'm always going to be learning and growing on that. But I mean, how do you feel like you have intuition? Do you be are you able to trust your gut? I definitely feel like I do. And I still feel like I'm learning more and more. 
through different situations, but I feel like I've noticed in so many situations, like right away, like, okay, that's something, but let's see if we can figure it out instead of just sitting back. And I think that really does come from intuition. Do you have any stories of intuition that you could, you know, like that really stand out to you? Absolutely. I have lots of stories when it comes to Olive's health, but like what kind of started this whole process with her was when she got bladder stones about eh, almost two years ago, I think. She had struvite bladder stones, which are a non-diet related type of bladder stone. And it was really scary. They were the size of a golf ball. It's like kidney stones almost for dogs, and but in their bladder. And they were the size of a golf ball. Like they, she had over 50 tiny ones. Like it was terrifying. And I was like, well, what is causing this? And they said that because she has some like extra skin down by her stomach because she was overweight for a while. And we, when she lost the weight, it kind of was caving in and like bringing in bacteria into her body. And so we were like, oh my gosh, like that's scary. And so, but things were still like abnormally wrong. And I was like, what is going on? Like, this is not just from like a bladder infection. Like there is way more things going on. So we thought, okay, well maybe acupuncture will help. And she had the biggest reaction from acupuncture, which is so uncommon. Like I looked up side effects from acupuncture and they say you can be sore for like a few days. And she was like itching, hives for like weeks. And I was like, okay, this is so abnormal. Even our acupuncturist, if that's what they're called, (laughs) she, the one who was performing the acupuncture was like, yeah, she's really sensitive to these needles. We even looked at the type of needles they're using. It was stainless steel. And like, she's like, I don't know what would be causing it. She's just probably sensitive to needles. So we should probably not be um, performing acupuncture for her right now. And I was like, that really stinks because I'm really like heard so many benefits from it. And I just really was hoping that could help. And So it was kind of from that point that I knew that like I couldn't just stop there. I had to keep going. And after finding this amazing vet and like she was listening to us and we ran some tests, we found out she had some um, excessive heavy metals in her body from unfortunate circumstances of, you know, being a young dog parent that you just don't know about. And I was like, oh my gosh, I blame myself for this. But you can't blame yourself for these things that you just don't know. And that's why I think it's really fun that we're talking about it now. Because it could help someone else, like you said. I mean, what about you? Have you ever found that like trusting your gut and your intuition has helped you and Hudson? I feel like I really learned about my intuition with Hudson when he went through his spinal surgery because it was so early on. And I really had to learn how to figure that out and push in different ways that I hadn't before. And having my parents' support helped me so much. But I think, you know, also something I learned from it was having support of others can help so much. And I had so much support during that time to help me with what I was feeling, what I was trying to figure out that pushed me to follow my intuition. And I think even now having a friend like you is so great because we're dog moms together and being able to reach out to you and know we think the same way and we want to research and dig into things has been so amazing because I know I don't know everything about every topic and I can learn from you. Just the other day I had a question. What? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Just the other day I had a question because we're in Florida and it's a different environment and I wanted a natural way to deal with mosquitoes and just different factors that come into that. And I texted you thinking, "Mm, I'll just open this door. Not sure if you have anything. And you sent me like, different articles and things like that. And that was amazing for me to then be able to research and figure out what's best for us. But to have you, you know, to reach out to has been so great because sometimes following your intuition and knowing you need to do something, but not knowing who to ask or who to talk to about it can be hard. 
Oh my gosh, that's so true. And I love that you were able to feel comfortable enough to talk to me. I was telling Bryce the other day, I was like, hmm, what are the odds that my best friend is also has the same kind of like lifestyle standards for her dog and then also her own life, which makes it so nice to be able to be open and honest about that. Because not that, you know, just because someone doesn't have the same beliefs on it doesn't mean it's like not workable, but it's just like a, I feel like it's a lonely world. It's so lonely when you don't know what to do, when you want to help them, when you just can't always trust everything you read on the internet and with everyone and their dog's health, they are so different. And so it's good to have someone there who can like help you, give you recommendations. And I mean, I know that you've always told me that Hudson can be a picky eater and you found that eggs are a great idea. And so I think that's so fun to just like be able to bounce ideas off of each other. And I mean, when I met your mom, I was like, she knows so much. Like I could talk to her forever about this stuff. And then I'm like, and Bailey knows this stuff too. Like it was so cool. And I, I just love that. Yeah. Having a friend and having someone who just understands this stuff is very important. You said my mom, which is actually a really big part of the way I am today and why I parent Hudson the way I am a dog mom to him because she is so into researching all of these things and helping me figure it out. That has been such a great layer. And when we were talking, I remember before you came to my house, I was like, you're going to love my mom. You're going to be able to talk to her about so much because she's so into <laughs> researching and, fig and figuring out new <laughs> ways you know, to try different things. And I think that's what you really have to do, especially if you mm -hmm. have a picky pup or a pup that's gone through something that's not the norm. No, I totally love that. And it's definitely very beneficial to have someone in your court that understands what you go through. And I think in the dog community, there are often way more people out there who do agree and who do strive to have that similar, you know, things that you want. And it's just about finding them. But and you have to it's taking a risk and it, being outspoken about it. I remember when I talked about how feeding olive raw food was really scary because it can be controversial to a lot of people. But you know what? I was ready to be able to take it on because I do it under the direction of her vet. And it's not something that I am not not confident in. I feel very good about it. And now some people don't. And I, you know what? I say, if you don't feel confident feeding your dog, you know, however you choose to or anything in general, don't do it. Because last thing you want is to go into something feeling unsure about it whether if it's with your dog or with life, like you want to go into it feeling confident and people say fake it till you make it. But I'm like, I, I take that lightly. Like you have to, it just kind of depends. Yeah. And I feel like honestly, there's so much, you're always going to get feedback and it's going to be positive and negative to whatever you do. So you have to do what's best for you. And I feel like you hear that a lot from parents and they're like, everyone's going to judge you on how you raise your kid and try and give you, you know, their way to raise them, but you need to do what's best for you. And I feel like that comes back to you know being a dog parent it's you're gonna get feedback positive and negative no matter what you do so do what's best for you and your dog I know my family always says like oh my gosh like when you have a baby like a human baby <laughs> because I call all of my baby <laughs> like she's my baby um they're like this motherhood is going to come a lot more naturally to you and they don't mean it like it's going to be easier or like I'm going to have an easier time but they say there's not going to be as big of a a culture shock for me, they say. And I, again, I don't know. I don't have kids. I do want kids, but I, they say it's not going to be as intense because of how I do the stuff for my dog. I honestly think you're going to be so prepped. You do so much for Olive and I do a lot for Hudson, but I love, you know, kind of talking about what you do because you are so on it with the vitamins and the 
baths and the you're just so honest can you tell us a little bit about like all his routine oh my gosh how much time do you have <laughs> so just to kind of like start it off um it's definitely been a learning process like I I am extreme. I am very organized with it. I am not nearly as organized about it with my own life because, but because it's Olive, like it's her life. And if I can even extend her life for like even just a week longer, like I will do whatever it takes. Like someone asked me, like, is there anything you wouldn't do for your dog? And I'm like, no, there's not, there's nothing out there that I can remotely think of that I wouldn't do for her. It's like kind of like, it's slowly been building on it and it's just kind of, turned into this huge thing so like kind of going back to what your question was so for Olive's routine I mean are you wanting to know like her baths her baths probably take about an hour and a half but that's mainly because she's long-haired and I mean long-haired dogs if you do your own grooming at home you know it takes a while (laughs) especially with Cavaliers they don't have they have like so much fur and so you have to really dry them otherwise their fur can curl up and then also can mat and you get knots and then it can hurt them so you really have to be careful about that but then when it comes to her vitamins that's been such a learning process and it's really overwhelming my husband was losing his mind because i was like you've got to have this like straight like what if this was a medication like <laughs> you could you don't want to kill her <laughs> and he's like i'm not it's just a lot and so finally we found our routine with it and we write it all down so each week i'll sit down and it takes me about an hour and a half i'll plan out all her meals i'll plan out all the vegetables we add in her supplements what's funny is some of her supplements that she takes i take and so it's like one for olive one for me like (laughs) it's just one of those little things and it's not something i started all at once i remember when i first started her vitamins and her raw feeding journey i mean it went from i mean we started with kibble i mean that's how it was and it wasn't working. She wasn't eating her food. Like her teeth were so small and she just couldn't even chew it. Like it wasn't working and she wasn't eating and she was getting skinny. And this was before she got fat. (laughs) It was a whirlwind. And then it went to dehydrated raw food and it was just like a powder. And then it went to frozen raw food that was pre-done. And now it's a partially cooked. Like it was a process because when I looked at it as a whole, it was so overwhelming. And I was like, I don't know how in the world people do this. Like it's, it doesn't work and you can't, they say, don't try to buy everything off at, at once. Don't don't look at it as a whole. You have to take it one step at a time. And I think you probably have experienced that with Hudson's spinal surgery. I'm sure that was so, so intense. Like your dog could be paralyzed. And if you looked at it like that and you kind of went to this, what if this happens? I mean, I'm sure it's probably pretty scary to think about. Yeah, I remember when he first, you know, there's so many phases to it to getting to where he got. And then I remember when he took his first steps by himself. I was actually with a friend and I started crying. And they're like, why are you crying? Like, it's not your baby. And I was like, because you know how long of a process that was? And I was told he was probably never going to walk again, that he's walking. But that came with so many layers. And if you look back and I knew what was going to come, it probably would have felt like so much more. But because, you know, you get one thing at a time, it kind of adds to that. And it's just like, you know, it comes back to vitamins or daily routines. If you try and do everything at once, it just you know, it's way harder than adding little things in at a time. And I think that's something really interesting. I think we both get this question a lot on Instagram is what vitamins do you give your dog? And we both want to be like, well, this is what we give, but every dog is so different. And for me, I actually went to a holistic vet that, you know, helped me figure out what was best for Hudson. And again, what's best for Hudson now might not be what's best for him in a few months or in a year. So I'm always going back and making sure we're on it. I think it's hard when you look at, you know, everything that we already have figured out and think, well, I should be doing that. But it's taken, you know, so many steps to get there and so many different phases because 
it does take different experiences and different people to help you. For me, it was my vet helped me figure out what vitamins were best for Hudson. And again, we switched those up. And for you, did you go to a vet that helped you or did you figure that out on your own? Yeah, we did go to a holistic vet and it was definitely one of the greatest experiences, I think, just because it taught me that there's balance in everything that, you know, we do, not just with Olive, but with my own life. I think that there's a huge combination and balance with Western and integrative medicine. And that really affected my life tremendously because I mean, we ran so many tests for Olive and I mean, we ran food sensitivity tests and we ran, and then it, it actually taught me that I'm like, holy cow, Olive has a lot of food sensitivities. And then, so I was like, I'm going to run a food sensitivity on myself. So I, I got a, a one for adults, not dogs. <laughs> and I got one for myself and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is crazy to learn about your own body. And it's just like, it's so fascinating to me that dogs are pretty similar to us in more ways than we actually give them credit for, in my opinion. And it's really eye-opening. I feel like, you know, if you're on top of your dog's health and then you realize how much more you can even be on top of your health, because sometimes, you know, that can slip under the rug because we just get so busy or we don't even realize. And sometimes stepping back in a situation like that, where all of, you know, put you in that situation to step back, I think then made you probably look at your life and be like, wait, like you said, I need to step back and look at maybe something's wrong in my, like what I'm eating or things like that. And I think that's so awesome that you take that time to think about that because sometimes it can be hard to slow mm-hmm. down and really look into all of that. It's kind of like the, the environment of your dog and the environment that, you know, you're always surrounding yourself in really shapes who we are as people, but also your dog. Like, I think that your dogs really can mimic who you are as a person. Like they always say, if you're a very have a sedentary lifestyle and you get an active dog, obviously that's not the case. But like for me, Olive is very, oh, yin and yang. Like she mimics my demeanor. She mimics my energy levels. And it, it works really well for us because it does teach us that balance. And then when I'm excited, she's like, I'm excited too. And when there's a package at the door, I'm like, yeah, mail. And then she's like, mail for me. <laughs> so I'm like, true, <laughs> it is for you. But I mean, we both get excited. I mean, does, do you experience that with Hudson? Does he have anything that you think that has mimicked the things you do? He definitely feeds off my energy a lot. But he also picked up a trait where I love to be sitting next to somebody at all times. So if Evan is in the room, like I will be sitting next to him. We, You know, like I could be working, but I like love to be next to somebody. And Hudson is the same way. If he can be next to you, if you sit down, he will run over and put like just upon you as quick as he can. And I think it's so cute that they pick up on those things. But sometimes you don't even realize that they're going to pick up on those things because you're just doing your daily life. Olive is scared of heights and I'm scared of heights. And I've heard that dogs can smell like your stress pheromones or like whatever it's called. Like they can smell stress from that people like can have when in those moments. And whenever I'm near heights, whether if it's like that little gap from a jetway, like when you're getting onto an airplane to the actual airplane, that little crack, I always get so like, I get like dizzy when I walk over it. I'm like, Oh gosh, I'm going to fall through this sliver. (laughs) No, you're not. But I always get like, oh, don't look down. And then like those little things, like Olive is now terrified of heights. Like anytime we're near like an edge or something, she like grips her paws on the ground and is like, no, don't pick me up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why are you scared of heights? Like, how would you even know? And then I'm like, and Bryce is like, um, is it really that hard to figure out? You're scared of heights. She can tell when you're scared. So she feels your fear. And I'm like, oh, 
I didn't realize that was a thing until like I got Olive. Like they bounce off our energies and our fears, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and Hudson has done that in so many different situations. But one that like comes to my mind right away is we were traveling, we were flying, and we were a little later to our gate than I usually like to be. I like to get there and you know walk him and get him ready and. We didn't make it through security till they were like calling our name. So I'm like, get Hudson out. And then I'm trying to get him in his bag. And I'm stressed because I know we're like late and he hasn't had his moment to like walk around like I know he likes to. But I was, you know, like then he was feeding off of me and he was getting all like frustrated and antsy. And then I was like, okay, I need to step back and calm down and then he'll be calm. And it totally worked. You know, when I tell people about traveling, I'm like, just do your best to not stress because I know it's hard and it's a really nerve wracking because it's a new thing, but they feed off your energy. And it's so true because you can totally see them feed off your energy. Oh, absolutely. It's just so crazy to me that dogs could just feed off of our energy so easily. And I mean, it just shows that there's a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. And I mean, it's just the list can go on. Yeah, and they feed off their environment so much. And I think it's interesting because we learn from our environment a lot of times. And something for me I learned from my environment was, you know, I was raised in a more holistic household, which then led me to being more holistic with Hudson. And that was my environment. But, you know, you don't always get that from your environment. And I know, Haley, I don't know if you were raised in that household, but I would love to kind of know what pushed you to be more holistic with Olive. So for me, yeah, my parents weren't really holistic growing up. I was, it wasn't until I was in high school that my parents started getting introduced to the more organic lifestyle and learning all about, you know, what goes on in our food systems. And, you know, by that point, we didn't have a dog anymore. And it was just kind of like, okay, we just kind of did it for ourselves. But I didn't really believe that stuff too much at that time. I mean, I was in high school. I mean, I, I thought I knew everything, but apparently I didn't. And so when I went to college and I don't know if it was necessarily me in college. And then when I got Olive, there was some transition around the time of me from when I got Olive, she's around two or three years old. I always poked around the ideas of like healthier skincare. I just was like, the stuff in my skincare products cannot be good for me. Like I had really bad acne and I know that like a lot of the acne that people can deal with is usually treated from within, but I didn't understand that at that time. And I was just, it started with skincare. And then I was like, if that's not good, then I mean, what's in our food. And then it kind of went from what's in our food to like, oh man, what is, what, what is Olive eating? Like, what is she doing? Like there was something cause she wasn't eating at the time. And I'm like, maybe that's why. And then I'm like, maybe it's too hard for her to bite. Like, is it, is it old food? I don't know. Like it, I had no idea. It was a process that took probably about I'd say, I mean, full on probably last two or three years really is when I kind of immersed myself fully, embraced the lifestyle of it. But it was probably about a seven year process from when it really began. And we've only had all of, she just turned five. So I mean, about over half of her life has now, I'd say, been holistic. I feel like it's interesting because for me, you know, my mom learned it slowly as I was growing up because of health things she was going through. So I was raised more in that environment while she learned you know, we were learning together in a way. Mm-hmm. But for you, you figured it out and then you created that environment for all of it. So it's different ways, you know, it can come into your environment. It doesn't always have to be from like when you're born, you can create that environment within your life also. One thing that I think a lot of people have a hard time understanding is that there aren't perfect ways 
on both Western and integrative medicine. And that was really hard, I think, for me to understand because I was like, I was, I'm extreme. I'm like, I go all in on one side or the other. And that's, I had to find the balance with it because I, like you can't with dogs or when they get older and they start developing, you know, senior care needs and, you know, you need that Western medicine to keep them alive, essentially. I mean, it helps them not be in pain. And there's just so many things like the Cavalier breed has heart conditions, but those medicines help them. There's a lot of information out there that makes it sound like that only holistics the best way and only Western medicine is the best way, but it's, it's not, they work together. They go hand in hand. And that is huge for me. I've had to really find the balance in. And what's cool is that the environment and stuff I've learned with Olive has come into my family, like my extended family. And they all kind of are slowly incorporating it more in their life. Like I was like, just making these little swaps, changing these things like help and make a tremendous difference. And it was all from finding balance because I don't think it, there's a right or wrong way by just going to one side. I 100% agree. I am all about finding the balance. And I think for me, and big example again, Hudson Spinal Surgery just loved to give me examples. But, you know, I went to one place and they're like, acupuncture, we're just going to do acupuncture. And then I went to another place and they were like, just spinal surgery, you know, that's the solution. But when I did surgery and acupuncture, I feel like together that's what got him to where he is today so it was a combination of both it wasn't you know I was open to hearing both sides and then finding the best route for us but it's all about finding a balance and it's so true and it takes time like I know a lot of people say well once you have a baby like it's not you're not going to be able to take care of all of like this like you know when a baby moves in a dog moves out and I'm like I don't I don't always agree with that like you don't have to just because something happens doesn't mean you have to forget about the other thing and you just have to go slow and you have, don't force it all at once. And that's another thing Olive's taught me. I mean, these things that being a dog parent has taught me, there is nothing wrong with going slow, doing things thoroughly, researching it and, you know, asking questions. And if people judge you for it, then you're asking the wrong people. There is someone out there who will help you, whether if it's with health, whether if it's with, you know, blogging, whether if it's with, you know, real estate, it doesn't matter what it is that people are out there to help you. And you just got to find the right person. And it's it can be stressful, but it, it you just can't give up. And having patience is so important and really taking that time to find that person that is the right fit for you. And I feel like that's something you were talking about a little earlier was she had an allergic reaction to acupuncture, but you knew that wasn't the problem. So was there more to that? Like, did you, you know, learn from that? Did you research it? What made you realize that acupuncture when she had an allergic reaction to that wasn't the problem. So it led into a whirlwind of things and it can get, it's pretty intense because, you know, with how the world is shaped right now, it's very intense on the protocols for it. So bear with me. But so Olive, we ran some mineral tests and it was, her. it came back and she had heavy metals and an extreme amount of aluminum. And we were like, whoa, like, the the minimum bars were here for like how much of a heavy metal like the max like a, a body can withstand before it starts to you know see problems hers was so high that the number was past the bar maximum threshold it was like the i think the max was like a 0.9 something i can't remember the exact number but it was a 5 point something like it wasn't even in a it was above the 0.9 it was a 5 point something it was so high and that was over a year ago she was diagnosed with that. 
in 2020 she was di- or 2021 she was diagnosed with that and to this day she's only dropped about maybe a percent but it's been a year it takes a long time so yeah it just turned out she had really heavy aluminum toxicity and it takes a while for it to come down but with how it all came to be after running that mineral test is really where we kind of were able to kind of step forward on now healing her body from it. I definitely would love to hear more of that in one podcast. We'll definitely have to dive into more about how you figured it out and what caused it. I think there's, you know, so much to all of that that, you know, we can all learn from. But it's really interesting to hear your story and how you figured out, you know, what was happening to Olive and how you wanted to deal with it. And it also led you to a really good vet that you love now, which is amazing. Yes, it's been amazing to see the differences in her life and I'm thrilled as her little mommy that she's feeling good because when I've heard that my mom says a mother's only as happy as her saddest child. And I'm like, oh, that's that's like that tugs on the heartstrings a little bit. And so I'm like, but it's true. I mean, all of I, I love her. I love her so much and I would do anything for her. And so I, I feel that and it might not be the same as what it is for like my sister who has four children. Uh, it, it, I don't know. I can't vouch for what it's like to be the parent of a of a child like human. <laughs> and that's okay because these things I like I said in the beginning, it was it it adds up their layers. And I mean, for you, did you find that after Hudson's spinal surgery and he was recovering, did you find hope in that? Did that teach you anything about the whole process of, you know, being a dog parent? I learned so much and I feel like, you know, not only did I learn a lot, but I feel like I even saw people around us learn a lot. I remember, you know, my dad was so nervous and so hesitant on the whole thing because he just didn't know you were literally, we were literally going to vet after vet saying he probably is never going to walk again. And even if he does, he's probably not going to live that good of a life. And for my dad to this day will be like, yeah, it was really hard. I remember thinking, I don't know, you know, is he even going to come out of this and be okay? Is he going to be happy? And Today, he'll be like, that was the best decision. Like, it really gave me hope to see how things can change. You know, my dad is like best friends with him. But I also learned, you know, just so much from it and how much we can learn from our animals and how much they become a part of our life. And it's really amazing to learn and grow so much from having a pet. And I feel like it's really preparing us for that next phase in life. And it's, I love talking about all this because I think it opens up so many different doors for us and really makes us reflect on being a dog parent. Oh, totally. And I always get told that I'm a crazy dog mom. And I I used to kind of like not like the word crazy dog mom, but I'm like, you know what? It is what it is. And I'm not doing anything wrong. What I do for my dog does not affect someone else. And you know what? If you want to learn from me, great. If you don't, then don't. But I'm like, these are things that have taught me how to, I feel be a better human, not just for my dog, but for me myself, I'm able to make decisions. And I wasn't able to really, you know, I didn't have thick skin. And when you go on social media, you have to have thick skin. Otherwise, you will, your self-esteem can get completely destroyed. And it's hard. And it's just those little foundation and building blocks that really lead up to it. So yeah, all of it, all of it, haha, no pun intended. <laughs> all of it adds up. <laughs> and you really realize how many people you relate to. And on my page, I have relatable dog mom because 
over time, as I shared stuff, I realized how many people were connecting with me and how many people were reaching out just to chat because they were also, you know, figuring out things with their dog and learning how to be a dog mom in a different way. Because just like, you know, when you have a kid, your kid can talk to you and can tell you things as they get older, but your dog can't. And you learn, you know, how to take care of your dog and step into that role. And I think what's so cool about it is being able to relate to other dog moms and talk about it. Just like when you have a little baby, you talk to different parents and you figure things out from their cries and your dog learns how to communicate with you because Hudson 100% communicates with me by little noises or snorting or touching me on the leg. But, you know, being able to talk to other dog moms and relate to them is so amazing. Oh, I totally agree. And like, I heard this thing that said, having a dog is like having a permanent two-year-old. So to kind of put things into perspective there, because they're constantly relying on you, you have to feed them, you have to take them out to go to the bathroom, you have to remind them, you, you have to interact with them, otherwise they get into things, you know, I mean, normal dogs, like things, that's just the life of a dog, it's having a permanent two year old. And that's just the responsibility in the life that you take on when you decide to add to your family. And I love it. I have no regrets for it. I agree with you. I have learned so much and I have no regrets from bringing Hudson into our life. And I can't wait to continue, you know, expanding our family, like get another puppy and, you know, one day have kids. But for now, I love being able to talk to other dog moms. And, you know, I know I'll always be an obsessed dog mom or relatable dog mom, even when I have kids. But it's so nice being in the phase I'm in right now to be able to talk to you and share our stories with other people. Thank you so much for sharing everything with Hudson's spinal surgery. I know that stuff can be really scary. It's definitely a hard topic, but you know, it's so nice to be able to both open up about different things and hopefully it helps somebody else that might be going through something similar because it's definitely not easy. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. And we can't wait for you to listen to our next podcast. See you soon.